looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. What up? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, gnarly! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I'm surrounded by assholes. And good evening, friends. Are you annoyingly even keel? E-methamine could be right for you. I have a disease, alright? I need help! E-methamine lets you get gagged up on whoop chicken parts without yellowing one's teeth. Oh, yeah. Contact your doctor today if you experience the following. Oh my god! Increases in blood flow, boost in testosterone, ending of erectile dysfunction. This medicine is made for extreme cases of being even keel or having extreme depression. Ah, come on! Side effects include fits of rage, acne, bleeding in folks around you, whooping cough, hallucinations, comas, trouble swallowing, decrease in semen, increasing amounts of selling yourself, amnesia, night terrors, higher mortgage rates, and increased sensations in not having suicidal urges. Oh my. With over 30 years of experience and a superb reputation for being a detail-oriented company, Lacey Cleaning has some of the highest work standards in the cleaning business. That's the fact, Jeff! Whether it's carpet cleaning, tile, grout cleaning, new construction cleanup, rental turnovers, vent and duct cleaning, odor elimination, office and or business cleaning, power washing, residential cleaning, you name it, they do it. Check them out to contact them today, LaceyCleaning at gmail.com or call them at 609-709-8536. That's what I'm talking about. Hi, I'm Pat Williams of the Orlando Magic. Just a reminder, you're listening to the dulcet voices. Oh boy, Crazy Train Radio. There's nothing like it. very well. How are you? No complaints on our end. So, you know, Trump Brady. 
it in here with, the, with this new book here. Uh, what actually was the inspiration to do this book, but also was there a particular story that you had heard over time that said, you know what, I might want to go this direction and do a new book? Then a few years ago, I was invited to go up to West Point and speak to the uh, Army men and women sports teams, about 600 athletes. And after I finished, they gave me a tour of the campus at West Point, which is a very moving experience. We ended up in a little park called Trophy Point. And I noticed in this, in this park a bench, a stone bench, and I kept looking, and I saw that there were more than one bench. In fact, there were 12 of them. That seemed a little unusual, identical benches. And then I said, well, I'm going to take a closer look. And I noticed that there was a word carved into the stone bench. And I looked further, there was a different word carved into each of the 12 benches. Words like courage, integrity, loyalty, responsibility, trust. Those kind of words. And then I thought, there's got to be a backstory here, I think. And so we checked, and yes, there was. Uh, the West Point class of 1934, on the class's 50th reunion, 1984, donated those benches as a, as a class gift. And the words uh, were determined by these uh, soldiers, these military leaders, who had seen action in World War II in Korea, and they thought these were the 12 key words that they had learned in their life as military leaders. Well, my reaction was, boy, this is a well-kept secret. I had never heard of this. It seemed pretty powerful. And so we went to the publisher and said, here's the book idea. We could do a chapter on each one of those words and then try and find a West Point graduate who best modeled that particular word. We were successful in doing that. And then we thought, Mike Krzyzewski, Duke coach, West Point grad, who better than Coach K to do the forward? Well, he, agree he agreed. And the end result then is this book, Character Carved in Stone. It's, it's just come out. And uh, we're we're uh, quite encouraged with the early reaction. Well, that that is wonderful. And obviously, within that answer, you answered another question about the values themselves. But when you decide to do more research into this, and you found the benches and everything else like that on that particular trip to West Point, uh, was there communication along the way with West Point? as far as when you were developing the book, and what kind of reaction did they have if there was communication? Well, we uh, we certainly let them know what we were doing, and, and they couldn't have been more gracious. In fact, last October we went up there with a film crew, and they followed me around for the better part of a day uh, getting footage to uh, come up with a video presentation that, could be used on my television interviews and, and so forth. And um, uh, the Army staff cooperated fully. They uh, assigned 
somebody with us to show us exactly where we were meant to be going. Uh, they could not have been kinder and more cooperative. So that was uh, that was very uplifting to us, very encouraging that uh, that we were going to have that kind of cooperation from the from the uh, staff there at West Point. That's good to hear that they were uh, happy to help in any way they could and whatnot. But so you mentioned that when you saw the twelve different benches and each had a different word and. Wanting to find graduates that each term may fit or they may have a story. When you were trying to find these uh, soldiers or civilians that had association with West Point, and obviously everybody has a story that goes through there, were they, was the school and the military helpful in trying to point you in directions, finding people with these stories, or did you have to find these folks elsewhere well we did all the digging and we first of all we made a list of uh, prominent people who had gone to West Point and uh, were well known Ulysses S. Grant Dwight D. Eisenhower Douglas MacArthur Norman Schwarzkopf General Omar Bradley Matthew Ridgway Jack Pershing uh Mike Krzyzewski, and and uh, we kept digging and found others as well. We thought it was important to have names that people would recognize, but also a few names maybe that they were not familiar with. Were, were there some that we left out? Probably. But I think we got the, 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 the meat of it as far as West Point grads who we wanted to they're used as models in this book. I, I, I think we got everybody in there that uh, would have been our first choice. Okay. Well, that answers another question I had there as far as deciding of the stories as well. But you have, for those who didn't hear a previous interview or would you or have uh, not heard of you, which they must be living under a rock, you also do some motivational speaking, and you have written over 100 books, which is amazing how you've had time for anything else in life and just how deep of a process writing is. But can you compare this book to other leadership books you may have done or you have seen? Uh, how does this book differ compared to the topic of leadership? I think each one of the books I've done on leadership is a little bit different. Uh, we've done a wide range of, of of topics in this study of leadership, and uh, I still think there are many more aspects that we we could do. But I think this book is different. First of all, we we don't build the book around one person. Uh, we build it probably around fifteen different people. Uh, you know, who had lives of leadership. So it's a, it's a, it's a little bit wider uh, based, but there's something about the spirit that comes from being at West Point. There's something very powerful up there. Uh, all you have to do is walk on that campus and you begin to feel it. And, and everything at that campus is built around 
leadership and teamwork. That's my sense. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they're they're training all those men and women for a life of leadership. Yes, in the military, but certainly beyond. And uh, you can feel it. And and they're also stressing uh, the importance of doing it as a team. Yes. You uh, you can't do it yourself. No, so so I'm like you can. Yeah, oh, that's true. I'm always, uh, that's my, oh, I guess my fourth trip to West Point. And uh, I always, always come away uh, charged up, you know, really uh, invigorated uh, well, from, my, from my time there. Uh, well, how can you not with the history there and some of the folks they've, that, that they've turned out and just everything having to do with West Point? hard not to. Yeah, I would uh, agree totally. I I have never visited the Naval Academy at Annapolis. I certainly want to do that uh, sometime. But there's a rivalry there. In fact, when you go on that campus, you begin seeing it immediately. Signs, streamers, everywhere you go. Beat Navy. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, when you were doing this research here uh, and just putting a book together, was there a uh, particular story that really floored you or surprised you that you go, this story here has got to be in a book? Oh, there were quite a number of them. For example, General Matthew Ridgway, who we talk about, he uh, uh, parachuted into enemy territory on D-Day with his troops. In other words, these men were jumping out of planes with their general. Um, that wouldn't move me. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, there was Eisenhower. Uh, Ike once said the supreme quality for leadership is unquestionably integrity. Without it, no real success is possible, no matter whether it's on a section gang, a football field, in an army, or in an office. And so Eisenhower, before World War II, is over in the Philippines under MacArthur. Uh, the Philippine government, very thankful for the presence of these leaders from America. They wanted to do something for them, and so they handed out some pretty hefty sums of money as a gift. $500,000, for example, went to uh, General MacArthur. Uh, a, a very generous offer was made to Eisenhower. He declined. Okay. He declined. He said, I'm, uh, I'm being paid. I have no complaints. And in other words, he just wasn't comfortable uh, taking this money. He just didn't feel it was the right thing to do for him. And uh, that was the story we felt we, we needed to get in there. Yeah, uh, he just you the kind of guy he was. Yes, you know, and it, he was he was a he was a leader of integrity, uh, honesty, 
Uh, he didn't want to be talking one way and walking in the complete opposite direction. I think that's a good definition or a good sign of integrity when you're when you're walk and talk match. Yeah, exactly. When uh, that error. When the uh, the tongue in your mouth is pointing in the same direction as the tongue in your shoes at all times. I like that. I'm stealing that line there. Well, you go right ahead. Well, character cards in stone, get it wherever you get your books to read, whether it be Amazon.com, bookstores. I actually have uh, two sports questions for you, if I can. Sure. Uh, well, obviously, the NBA playoffs are coming up, and like we mentioned in the intro, you are involved with the Magic happened since the beginning. Right now, as of this morning, they were ranked 7th uh, for the playoffs, and it looks like they're going to be playing the Raptors. What's your feelings going that direction and up towards the playoffs? What do you think is going to be going on? But first of all, uh, we're very excited to be back in it, and, and so is this community. You know, everywhere I'm going, you can really, you can feel a buzz, which is, uh, well, seven years without it, but, but uh, we're, we're thrilled about that. Toronto, uh, certainly a very, very good team. We, we had pretty good success with them. I don't think our players are, are going to be intimidated or frightened by Toronto. We've seen a good bit of them. And uh, so I think we're going to show well. Well, you, know, I think we're you gonna, never I, know I, once a playoff start. Well, that's true. I, I think we're going to give Toronto a, a pretty good run. And, and they're very good. Yeah. yeah. And they're very good. They've got They've got some really star players. We know that. But uh, we we have just been for I don't know the last six weeks just hot as a pistol, and and it's just it's continued to do that. Uh, Toronto's going to be running into a very very uh, hot Magic team at this point. We've probably been as uh, as hot as anybody in the league for the last month and a half. And that's when you want to be getting hot uh, in any sport, but especially basketball here at the end of the season, this past six weeks or so, like you said. Yeah, that's that. you want your momentum to be coming at the end of the year, and uh, that's certainly the case here. So it's going to be a very, very interesting period of time to uh, see how all this holds up. I, I, I think that uh, we're just... Quite eager. We 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 start in Toronto this uh, this weekend and beyond. Two games up there. Uh, then we'll be home next week for two. And our building will be absolutely on fire. I can see it now. Exactly. Our, our fans have, Center. Yeah, our our fans have seven years of passion stored up, and they're going to unleash it all. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a very, very exciting building for those two home games. Uh, I, I can see that now at the Amway Center, which actually leads to my second question there. You, you've been around sports your whole life, played baseball. You've been an exec with the basketball for several teams and whatnot, but also from the Northeast originally. And you've seen different markets and just everything that goes with that. 
uh, especially with basketball. They have a unique fan base. How would you compare that region with the Orlando region's fan base compared to others? Because obviously you worked in towns like Philadelphia at, that we all know has a rabbit fan base and such. So how would you compare the Florida fan base there? Oh, well, I think that our, our fans here, I can't speak for other parts of Florida, but I do know this, uh, that uh, the fans here in uh, Central Florida can crank it up with the best of them around the country, you know, for their magic. They, they can take the decibel level up there with uh, the best of them. I think we all agree that the, the most intense fan base is in the Northeast, Boston, uh, New York, Philadelphia, probably shoot out to Chicago, maybe Detroit. Yeah. But uh, but Orlando, which is a new um, a sports, a relatively new sports market, uh, I uh, I would think our fans can hold their own just on pure volume, energy, excitement with uh, with any of those big northeastern cities. I I I definitely feel that. Well, like we said, character cards in stone, available now. Uh, all outlets you can get your book, whether online, Amazon, or go to Barnes & Noble, you know, wherever you get your books, folks. Pat is a very experienced author. He's very articulate, as you've heard here. He's just a guy that you want to listen to or read stuff he's written about. He's not coming here with his product to without the knowledge and the research and just everything that goes with it. Pat, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I hope people enjoy the book. It's in bookstores now in the business section, and Amazon.com, always a wonderful way to order books as well. Uh, I'm so glad we could visit. Why not try downloading this new classic set of music that will be dropping so far off the charts, there's bound to be injuries. <laughs> now that's what I call depressing. It's going to make those who are even close to having the slightest glimmer of hope want to jump off the highest of planks. For those that are getting Now That's What I Call Depressing, you'll be getting that song that reminds you of that relationship with those cougars, Wrinkled Ladies. For those who weren't really into cougars, but those who had that special friend while in Cell Block 2B, we got for you this clusterfuck that will put you in therapy for years to come. With cheeks wide open. Who the fuck writes this shit? Oh hell, we're still recording this commercial. Always with you, it cannot be done. Those that rather have it out than in. 
This loaded hit will be dropping soon. Farthing in the USA. For those who place their order by calling or ordering online, the next hundred folks will receive their choice of either a noose of good quality that won't snap, an installation of a new outlet next to your bathtub so you can now blow dry your hair in a full tub. Or the choice of the right gang to just beat the fuck out of you. Call us today at 1-800-FUCK-THIS. Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith, the industry leader in protective technology, is the only helmet in the game with adaptive head protection featuring a shock suspension system that can move independently from the helmet shell. Headquartered and developed in Detroit, Zenith is committed to player safety and revolutionary innovation. Zenith is proud to protect athletes at every level from peewee to the pros. Learn more about the Zenith difference at zenith.com. That's X-E-N-I-T-H.com. Excuse me! This is Vicki Guerrero, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. 